Hello, my beautiful people. It is time for another exciting episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. Today's episode is actually pretty exciting for me. It's the first time that I've had somebody on my show that I did not know previously to this. I've only met him one other time, and that was at the show where I saw him perform. Great guy, wonderful conversation. I hope that you enjoy this as much as I did talking to him. You can kind of tell I'm a little nervous because, like I said, this is the first time I've had somebody on here that I didn't really know very much until, you know, I started researching him and talking to him. So you might hear a little bit of shakiness in my voice, and for that I apologize. But I think it turned out pretty good. So if you guys are as ready as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. Before we get started, I actually have my very first sponsor that I want to give a shout out to, and that is R&L Designs. For any of your custom cup, hat, shirt, mug needs, reach out to them. You can find them on Facebook at R&L Designs. You can also reach them on their email address, and that's r&ldesigns19 at gmail.com spell out the word and look them up on facebook they've got some really good stuff i know that uh, they have some really good deals some of the best prices that i found is on their page so uh once again that's r&ldesigns i will have a link to their facebook page in my show notes if anybody wants to go check them out give them a like give them a follow on facebook and hit them up for all of your custom needs. All right. Well, today we've got Luke Langley, the Smoking Ace, with me. Really excited to have you on, man. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Jared? I'm doing really good. You know, I just got the kids to bed and everything, and now it's time to do what I love. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I hope that I uh, I can meet your expectation. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to do great. I brought you on here today, just kind of get you introduced to some of my fans. I don't know. A lot of people are just coming into the local wrestling scene. In fact, I just found it myself. So I wanted to just kind of bring you on and kind of talk to you, you know, find out where you come from, things like that. Sure. Um, so it says, I found on here, you debuted in uh, June 2011. Yep, that That is correct. I actually uh, debuted for Mid-States Wrestling, June 4th, 2011. So um, I'm going on 11 years of, of doing this stuff. That's really awesome. And so I tell what, people maybe about, you know, half of that time, good, I would say. <laughs> well, it, from what I found, it looks like you've worked a, a little bit of everywhere, too. There's uh, 
quite an extensive list that I found online of, uh, looks like you've been in Texas and Missouri and Illinois and uh, Oklahoma and Kansas and all over the place. Yeah, we, uh, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm the most well-traveled indie guy. I kind of have a radius, you know, uh, around Kansas City that I kind of stick to these days. But in the past, we were pretty, me and my tag team partner, Graham Bell, were pretty regular down in Texas. We also worked for uh, Battle Club Pro out in New York City several times. You know, been, you know we've been out to Tennessee and you know, Colorado a few times. So, yeah, we, we got around a little bit. These days, I, I tend to stick a little bit more Midwestern-centric, uh, but, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've, got, I've put a fair amount of miles on the car, I'd say. <laughs> well, I actually, I just recently got to watch your um... – AEW dark match too. I found that today. And, uh, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, we, you know, we, we almost had him. I had Hager right where I wanted him, And, you know, any given Friday night, it turns out a little differently, you know, <laughs> you'll have him cornered. <laughs> so uh, what was it that actually got you started into wrestling? Uh, sure, man. Um, I don't think there's anybody, you know, competing on the indie level who, wasn't a fan of it, you know, when they were a kid. Um, right. Obviously, I think my first like wrestling memory was like uh, watching WCW show, and like I don't remember anything about the match, but it was like Sting tagging with I think Rick Steiner, but I remember okay. vividly it was Sting, uh-huh. uh, Surfer Sting, yes. and uh, with the blonde and, hair. Uh, yeah, and I was immediately <laughs> like, "Who's this cool looking dude with the bright colors and the face paint? He looks like a badass." And then I remember like he was getting the heat put on him in the match. Um, and I remember asking my dad, like, you know, too bad that guy doesn't win a lot. Cause he looks so cool. Cause you know, get his ass kicked. And then, you know, now I'm like, well, that was sting. I was watching and, you know, he, he did all right for himself, but yeah, yeah you know, I was a, a huge fan as a kid. My dad, uh, I have to thank him for getting me into it. And I, I had the good fortune of being, you know, in elementary school there during the, uh, the peak of the attitude era. So, you know, once I uh, got into Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is, yes, he is still the greatest professional wrestler of all time, and I will not debate that with anybody, you know, that 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 pretty much settled it for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you kind of had the same path as me, except it was my uncle who got me into wrestling. But it was around okay. the same time period uh, with, the you know, the old school uh, Steiner brothers and the sting and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I can, I can see where you come from on that. Did you have any of them that actually influenced uh, your style? Um, you know, that's a good question. I feel like obviously, you know, I'm not as big as, you know, either of the Steiner brothers or Sting. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm buck 85, buck 90, you know, pretty freaking jack these days. If I do say so myself, but I'm oh, not, yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, six three two fifty or anything like that so you know my i've always really enjoyed the more action-oriented cruiserweight style Mm -hmm. Um, my first like favorite wrestler like i know my first memory was staying but like the first guy like before i got really hooked on stone cold was uh was ultimo dragon and uh you know, a lot of that was for the same reasons I really liked Sting was, you know, you know, he's his he's named Ultimo Dragon. He's got a cool looking mask, bright yeah. color, yeah. and you know, he's got, you know, the craziest freaking moveset you're ever gonna see, just brain busters and power bombs left and right and crazy twisting top rope rana. 
and he was freaking awesome in the uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour video game on the Nintendo 64. It was a great so game. I guess you could say that there's a little bit of Ultimo Dragon. I don't think I necessarily wrestle that style because it's much more like Lucha influence from his work, from his uh, origins and stuff. But yeah, lately I've been popping off the Dragon Steiner, the kind of twisting rod off the top rope. So I, I consider that like my homage to him, even though. Uh, I don't do it quite as riskily as he did it, I don't think. But, uh, you know, so that 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 whole cruiserweight boom was really influential on me. A, a lot of my style, I think, comes from, you know, the uh, the more indie style that was pioneered by, like, Ring of Honor in the early 2000s. I think we've gotten a little safer with it in terms of, you know, some of the, the head drops and the striking and, and things like that. But uh, I really prefer that like, very action-oriented athletic style. You know, I have noticed that that it's uh it's become more that, and in a way, I think it's it's more entertaining than you know the whole. There's nothing wrong with a big guy match, but I, I feel that I'm much more entertained with the the action of the smaller guys, and you know it it it's just more entertaining to me. But I yes, the uh, the Ring of Honor style has always been something that I've kind of gravitated towards as well. Um, sure and honestly it's very much like a three-ring circus sort of theory like i think i like a good big guy match you uh know where it's just two big dudes going at each other full speed until one of them can't go anymore right but if the whole card is just six foot five dudes then you know that gets repetitive just the same way if everyone is trying to have the same match that i am you know the athletic fast pace you know you know more action-oriented match like you know by the time you get to the main event like what else is there to do you know yeah no uh i i I totally get it and i agree it's nice to have uh different things on the cards and you know i know that whenever wrestling started back however long ago it was that you know they that's what it was is when it was an attraction and i mean there's still attractions in it you know to have the different um styles there so it, it yeah if it can get boring if it's just one or the other and i i get that so i was looking in, into this now uh i know you're the current wfc champion correct that is correct i'm the uh wfc heavyweight champion and how long have you held that title for uh i won it at their 10th anniversary show uh last october okay. um, I, I defeated uh one alex royal in a uh no holds barred match to to win that title so okay. that was a cool moment for me um uh, I've been part of WFC since almost the beginning of the company. Um, not there the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, most we were the first WFC tag team champions. Uh, myself and Graham Bell, uh, my yep. old tag party partner. Bell held up five times, didn't you? Uh, we were five. I think we we're five time tag team champions overall. We only held okay. the belts once. We held them for a while. We were the inaugural champions. Um, okay, but yeah, I think. I I think the only uh, the only title we've held like multiple times was the were the IZW tag team titles. We held those quite a bit. Oh yeah, no, we were like five time IZW tag team champions. I think eleven time tag team champions overall, if I recall. But, Man, that's impressive. <laughs> that's that's really impressive. That's awesome. Um, I I actually was uh, just listening to a podcast that you were on. It was just a few months ago, and you were talking with the guy that you actually wrestled with talking about what you wanted to do to kind of lead up to that match. And it, it sounded like it meant quite a bit to you to try to get there. Like you said, you've been kind of with them 
since their inception and everything back and forth. So yeah, that's that's really uh, cool to kind of see that it came to fruition. Yeah, very very much kind of a uh, a full circle sort of moment. I thought yeah. both personally and and you know from a storyline perspective. Right now, I saw that recently. Did you uh, just get the um, mid states heavyweight championship as well? Yep, uh, I defeated. Uh, Gary Roosevelt Graham in uh, Springfield, uh, Missouri, at the Mid States Wrestling event. There, um, I believe it was March twelfth was the date on that, um, and I, I had an opportunity to wrestle Gary for the title, and yeah, was able to put him down with the Brain Buster. Uh, that was a uh, another pretty uh, special match to me personally. Um, I've known Gary pretty much my entire career. Uh, like I said at the beginning, my very first match was for Mid-States Wrestling, so it was cool to get an opportunity to win their title. But also, I wrestled Gary Graham in my fourth ever match as a pro wrestler in like the Mid-States like, boxing gym in front of like 20 people. Oh, wow. uh, so it was kind of cool to get to circle back and you know do it again with him like a decade later, but this time you know, in a main event in front of a, a pack house there in Springfield. So that was cool. Uh, Gary's a, a wonderful human being, and I was excited to, to get to do that with him. That's really awesome to hear. You've got quite a few things that I, I found. I went on um, the Oakla fans. His, uh, I know they have sure. a lot of stuff on there about you. That's where I found uh, most of my information that I have here. And uh, it says you were the BPW Lionheart champion. <laughs> I sure was. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, that uh, I don't even remember the exact circumstances other than I won, like, I think I won that belt in, like, some sort of five-way cluster where there were two belts on the line and the heavyweight title would be won in the first fall and then the match would continue and then the second fall was the Lionheart belt at, like, honestly, the only thing you need to know about that belt, (laughs) the only thing you need to know about that title reign was that... uh, it ultimately culminated in me having a really fun street fight with Tommy Dean. You can find that match on YouTube. It's, it, it's, I highly recommend it. It's one of my personal favorites. Uh, that that's the culmination of that, that story with that belt. So uh, I got that match out of it. That's more than enough for me, honestly, because that match is a personal favorite of mine. Check it out. Street okay. fight with Tommy Dean. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to look that up. I'll just kind of go through some of the other ones that I have here. I know that you already talked about with uh, Graham Bell. You had the ICW Tag Team Championship five times. Like I said, that's that's pretty amazing. And then you have the KCW Tag Team Championship with uh, Mordecai and Martian. That was actually our, our very first tag team title. We won that in 2011. Uh, Mordecai and Martian uh, was Graham's former alias. Uh, okay. Originally, we were the uh, our first tag team incarnation was the the Interplanetary Alliance. Interplanetary uh, Alliance. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you know, Graham's started out as Mordecai Martian and then transitioned to being Graham Bell. And, you know, for some reason, I've always just been Luke Langley, allegedly good wrestler. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think hopefully now I can drop the allegedly part. But, uh, yes, that was our first incarnation. And we won those belts long before we were prepared to uh to actually give them any gravitas but hey i don't make the make the call there well going back to what you said i think you can uh, uh drop the allegedly i 
I've seen you perform uh, live. You definitely are a very good wrestler. Oh, uh, thank you, sir. I think I told you the day that uh, I saw it that the match that you put on was probably better than 90% of the stuff that I see on TV. You know, I mean, it was very entertaining. Uh, you know, you kept the attention. It wasn't, you know, time to go to the bathroom where, you know, I know there's a lot of times now when I'm watching WWE or something like that, I end up falling asleep a lot of times. But, you know, and I'm not saying anything against them. You were very entertaining, and I really appreciate the amount of energy that you put into your matches. You know, you can tell that you really care to be out there and you enjoy what you're doing. Well, thank you. I'm, 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 I appreciate that a lot because it, it is something I do think about. And I, I tell this to people um, because it is easy for guys and, and not the good guys, obviously, but it, it is easy. a lot of times people say like, Hey, you know, there's only a hundred people out there, 200 people out there, or, you know, well, we're not on TV, you know, do we have to try this hard or, you know, do we need to do that? You know, and like, there's working smart, but you still have to work hard right. because, you know, I know that any given show, it's almost certainly a few people's first time seeing live pro wrestling. Right. And I want to give them the same experience that I had when I, you know, saw my first live professional wrestling at the independent level, which was holy crap. This is incredible. <laughs> like They're right there in front of you. You can hear, you know, and, and like feel that energy you know, because most people like, you know, they they only watch wrestling on television. Mm-hmm. And how disappointing would it be if they were like, oh, wow, there's like wrestling that I can actually go to live. And then they show up and it's it's bad, you know, or it doesn't resemble anything like the quality that they could get when they turn on their TV. Right. I want people to watch my matches and think, holy crap, that was <laughs> that was worthy of being on TV. And it was right there in front of me, you know, not that I have to go you know, 25 minutes in every match or land on my head or do stupid risks. But I, you know, to me, like delivering the quality that people expect, you know, when they go to a wrestling show, because they're only familiar with televised wrestling, but that's important to me. Right. Yeah. I, I actually read uh, the book. It was one of Chris Jericho's books. I think he's had like four or five. And that was one of the things that he pointed out was no matter how big the crowd, you put it on, like you've got a sold out house. Yeah. Yeah. Especially these days when, you know, it's so easy to, to circulate footage, you know? Right. Well, like I said, I found, uh, I found quite a few matches for you on YouTube and I'm, you know, some of them were probably uploaded just by fans and stuff. So, you know, you never know who's watching. Absolutely. Okay, so going back to the different uh, championships, I have one for MSTW champion. Uh, that's probably uh, the Mid-States abbreviation. Okay. okay. Yeah, they've got some different ones. Uh, the MSWA Mid-South Tag Team Champions with Graham. Yep. Yeah, and then the NWA Mid-South Tag Team Champions with Graham as well. Yep, out in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Yeah. I, I would like to go back, just given when we're recording this, Um to talk about the MSWA tag titles. Okay. Uh, not so much about the championships themselves, but uh, when me and Graham won those titles uh-huh. uh, in early 2014, we had what had been our best matches up until that point. And we won them from a tag team called What Wrestling Should Be, which was uh, Jordan Jacobs and Jermaine Johnson and Jermaine Johnson, unfortunately just passed away this past weekend from when we're recording this. And, um, those matches were great. They're still on YouTube. 
I look like I'm wearing like an amateur split. I'm not in shape, whatever. Like those were like our, those were like our first matches that we were like, holy crap, this is something we can actually be proud of. And it was all because of Jermaine, because that guy, not only is he just like an amazing performer, you know, for himself and conveying his own energy, but had a tremendous mind for just how wrestling works on an emotional crowd connection level. And, um, he was, you know, one of the most other than Graham. And then now my friend, Mike Seidel, Jermaine was one of the three most important people, uh, on my development as a professional wrestler and just an amazing person as well. So I wanted to stop and, um, you know, just, you know, let people know that Jermaine Johnson was the man and, uh, you know, I miss him greatly as a friend and as a wrestler. Yeah. I did. I, I'd seen quite a few guys post about that. He seemed like he was a a very well respected guy, and you know he he will be missed. So uh, you know I, I I hope he rests well. Yeah, yeah. Not to bring it down on you there, but <laughs> you're yeah. totally we, fine. I, I want I want to give the man uh, his credit because there there's a long list of guys that are better because they got to meet Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. Well, and he should be celebrated, you know, I mean, cause, uh, it sounds like he touched a lot of lives and that shouldn't be forgotten. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. All right. So we going to move on from there, going back to, to the different championships and stuff that you've uh, held. And, uh, we said the NWA Mid-South Tag Team Champions. Now, is that the, uh, where is that based out of actually? Oh, that was, uh, that's a place out in Dyersburg, Tennessee. We had Dyersburg. a, uh, couple month run out there with those tag belts i think we wrestled the same tag team like every time we were there basically <laughs> yeah i think they're pro wrestling mid-south now they've lost their nwa affiliation or dropped it or whatever but okay. yeah is that the one that uh, wrestles in memphis too sometimes or is that a, a separate one i mean there's a lot out around memphis i don't know if they're ever in memphis proper but their home base uh, is dyersburg tennessee on the tennessee okay. side i i had known of a few because i lived in the memphis area for quite a while so I actually, uh, one of my friend's grandmothers bought one of Jerry Lawler's old houses. Uh, oh, so okay. <laughs> it was always, cool I, think you share, I think you were sharing that with me at, a, at an intermission not too long ago. Yeah. They had this big statue out front uh, of a man on a horse. It was, <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like the South. Oh yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the South, uh, Southern tag team champion with, uh, Graham as well. Yep, that's the, those are the mid states uh, wrestling tag team titles. Uh, and just fun fact, uh-huh. we never actually lost them. <laughs> we really we are we are still undefeated as a tag team at mid states wrestling. Now we there haven't competed there as a tag team in many years at this point. But <laughs> you know, but in in my mind, by God, we are still the rightful Southern tag team champions. Man, you can hold on to that for for life, right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I've also got the UWE tag team champions. Yeah, they're they're a little company out of uh, Tahlequah, Oklahoma. They're still running today. Uh, okay. There a couple of times over the last few years, not regularly. Just when I have a date to fill, and it works out. Yeah. I always have a good time there. Uh, most of the time, they're uh, they're running on Indian land there. Tahlequah is the capital of the Cherokee Nation. But right. yeah, fun crowd. They tend to draw pretty decently the t- the times that I've been there. So. Um, it's always good to go back there and catch up uh, every now and again. Okay, I, I've only just got a, a few more here, um, and it's the you got the hometown heroes champion at uh, WFC, 
and you've also got the WFC Tag Team Champions with Graham as well. Right, yeah, like I mentioned before, we were the inaugural WFC Tag Team Champions. Right. Um, I think that was in 2014, wasn't it? They debuted those belts. Um, and then the Hometown Heroes title was actually, I guess technically it was the second singles title I held. But uh, yeah, that was a uh, a title reign that unfortunately kind of got interrupted by COVID. I, I won that belt at their eight-year anniversary show. And then, you know, a couple months later, COVID kind of shut the world down. And then when wrestling restarted, I wound up losing it to... Uh, to one John Cross when it when we came back in July, but uh, you know ultimately it circled back and I, I bounced back and you know won the heavyweight title eventually. So there you go. Well. <laughs> and I've just got one more here: the Ryder Herring Memorial Cup tournament winner as well in 2019. Yeah. It said, oh, "Yeah, so. that that was a cool event. The Ryder Cup is uh, an event that WFC puts on annually uh, as a way of." commemorating Ryder Herring, one of the first kids that they uh, they fought for to, you know, WFC okay. best fundraising kids suffering from childhood cancer. And right. Ryder's unfortunately left us, but uh, they carry on, uh, you know, kind of his memory in the Ryder Herring Cup annually. Um, so it, just for that alone, it's it was very cool to win and, you know, commemorate the, you know, the great cause that tournament I, I love tournaments in general um i think that yeah i can never get enough tournaments in wrestling just because you know there's such a hallmark of actual athletic competition and the more oh, we yeah. can do it to make it seem like a real sport you know the the better i really enjoyed that tournament um because in the finals i got to wrestle graham uh okay. in the tournament finals and and i was able to defeat him uh, to win that so, if for those that uh, don't know, uh, WFC stands for uh, Wrestling for a Cause, and like you said, it uh, they do this for uh, kids who have uh, cancer and stuff. Correct. Correct. They're they're a registered nonprofit. Um, they will do shows that are entirely dedicated to you know a single family, uh-huh. um, but even the shows that are not dedicated to a specific child. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the all the proceeds uh, are donated to the fight against childhood cancer. Okay, yeah, all right. So I actually have a brother who trained in Oklahoma um, to become a wrestler. He didn't stick at it for very long. He did it for maybe three or four years. But where did sure. you actually train at? Sure. Uh, so I, um, I guess I. Uh, the short answer is uh, I was trained in Basiris, Kansas, which is you know, about, you know, 30, 40 minutes south of Kansas city. Okay. Um, my, uh, trainer was the good reverend Chad Sullivan. Uh, you know, it was just one of those things where, uh, you try to look up like a wrestling school on the internet. You find uh-huh. all these, outdated, you find all these outdated listings, you know, from like with the attitude era when wrestling was hot, Yeah. but it turned out, uh, you know, I, I looked up, uh, I found, uh, rings and cages on the internet chad's uh main job is that he he builds rings and mma cages that's his his business and he's awesome at it his rings are great his mma cages are great but you know during the the evenings he was still training people occasionally so i called him up and you know he was like hey the uh yeah come on down the trial will be free and then we're training on uh you know wednesdays and and Mondays right now, I think it was Mondays and Wednesdays. And, uh, and I actually, I had met a guy named tribal warrior angel sky call a couple months earlier. 
and actually like had gone to a show out in, near Topeka, Kansas, mm-hmm. helped set up the ring, learned how to bump a little bit. And, you know, I was kind of like, I was hooked immediately, but I was like, I got to figure out a way to like train more than like once or twice a month. You know, I've got to figure out a way to do this. So right. I was able to, to find Chad and uh, started training with him. And then a couple months later, well, not, not even a couple months later, a couple of weeks later, I always get the story wrong because either Graham had passed his tryout already, but was saving up money to start training or he passed his tryout like the next week. But after a couple of weeks of training with Chad, Graham started coming up and he would come up from Springfield, Missouri. So it was like a you know two hour drive, at least for Graham. So he would come up on Sundays and we trained for like four more hours on Sundays so that Graham could be there. So that was uh, the genesis of our like, you know, full time training was there with the, the good rev. I do want to give a shout out while we're talking about it to uh, my man, Chris Estelle. He uh, began his wrestling career as Chris Wyko. You know, he would later go on to wrestle as like Rashid Ali and Chris Dangerfield. He would go on and train at like Black and Brave up in Iowa. Okay. Um, but most, you know, most notably, he, he in recent years has discovered his niche as a wrestling gear maker. And he has done a ton of great gear for guys and actually just got a full-time job with AEW oh, to cool. help make make gear for their guys so honestly for having a no-name trainer me graham still going strong and chris you know actually in a position to like make his living in the wrestling business like that's pretty cool that three of us you know over 10 years later are still going in wrestling in some capacity you know yeah that's 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 amazing you know and it it just shows because if you follow your dreams it's going to come true you know and a lot of people they uh they have a dream and they never go for it, but you know, it looks like you did and it looks like Graham did and it, it looks like Chris did as well. Um, and that's amazing. You know, I'm, that's one thing I try to get out of this show is go after the things that you are passionate about. Cause if you don't ever go after it, you're never going to know if you're going to make it or not. Certainly. And uh, that was, you know, to me, my wrestling career has just been kind of a continuous, you know, resetting of a goal. Like, because yeah. uh, I never got into this thinking it would like become my full time career, and it's still not to the point where like it's paying my bills or anything like that. And honestly, right. I'm not entirely sure that is my in game in wrestling, given my age and you uh-huh. know size and demographic qualities. You know, like, <laughs> but I started with the goal of. I would like to have one professional match that I can, you know, put on YouTube and say, Hey guys, this is what I did with my college degree. And I accomplished that after a couple of months and I seem to have kind of an aptitude for it. So it's just been a annual, you know, it's like, well, what can I do to, to get a little bit better today? You know, like, you know, couldn't I, now what can I do to make the next match, you know, a little bit more memorable or, you know, can I get myself in better shape? You know, it's just kind of a continuous one foot in front of the other. And suddenly we look back 10 years and, you know, I'm all right with how it turned out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just constantly improving yourself, you know, just up in that goal, like you said. So do you have a, any person in any company that you uh, would like to have a match with? Um, what, or, or I'll even put it like this: Is Are we talking a, like Are we talking like all time, like dream match, living or dead, or like sure, current yeah, poss- let's, current possibility? Let's do both. 
Okay, I'll give you. I'm going to give you three answers. I'm okay. going to give you my all time, okay. and my all time would be Stone Cold Steve Austin because he's the greatest of all time. Um, <laughs> and maybe if there's like a time machine quality, maybe like '98 Chris Jericho. Maybe oh. I throw him there. But like, if we could do that, that would be uh, good. I would love to see that. Uh, just for the you know the, the work rate brother yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh it, modern guys that are still going i think to me the first thing that pops into my head is brian danielson because he's just yeah. a magician you know he he's so sound in everything he does he it, you know he's just a extremely believable in everything not not in terms of like the realism of the moves necessarily although he's, he's great at that too but it's just like there is something authentic about him that yes. everyone and that like the the rap on him you know when he started his wwe run was like well where's the personality and it's like right. he doesn't have the wrestling promo voice and like the ultimate warrior mannerisms he doesn't like no. you know talk like a traditional pro wrestler but there is something about it that captivates everyone so uh and it and it bleeds through in, in every aspect of his ring work um so, you know, wanting to be in there with a, a performer like that, not just for like how great the match itself would be, but to to get to work with someone who has that kind of natural magnetism to it. That would be like my current like current guy dream match. And then okay. if there's a match like could conceivably be booked by somebody. So uh-huh. if there's any promoters, you know, who stuck with us to this point, I would love to wrestle Glacier in a singles match because I oh. know that dude takes indie bookings um, and <laughs> Glacier with me as a kid was super over because he was, you know, he was literally a Mortal Kombat character. So, <laughs> yes. uh, if someone out there would want to book Glacier versus Luke Langley, uh, I would be forever grateful for that. I think me and you are about the same age, and so I I remember watching WCW and him coming on because it was right at the same time as um, when the Mortal Kombat movie came out. Right, yeah. I even remember them saying, oh, if you keep watching WCW, then you'll get to watch Mortal Kombat afterwards. And I was so disappointed because it was a behind-the-scenes thing for Mortal Kombat uh, after WCW aired. But I still got to watch... I, I still got my mom to let me stay and watch the whole episode and not have to go to bed. So that was a plus, but I didn't get to see Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Oh, hey, if you got any of the Blood Runs Cold guys, you know, you basically got, you know, everything you needed. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't have very much left on here. Do you have anything um, coming up that maybe you want to promote or that you're excited about that's going to be happening soon that you can talk about? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to be a fixture at Wrestling for a Cause. Uh, Our next event is April 23rd. Uh, I'll be tagging with a mystery partner against Duke Cornell and Wesley Crane after they uh, jumped me after my last title defense. Oh. Um, the end of the month, uh, April uh, 28th and 29th, I'll be at Journey Pro Wrestling for the two-night uh, extravaganza grand opening of their new permanent home in Kansas City, Missouri. That's oh. Journey Pro Wrestling. The event is called All Good Things Flow Into the City, I believe. Uh, and I will be there at, on both nights. And then that Saturday, uh, April 30th, I'll be back uh, for American Wrestling Revolution in Hoisington, Kansas. So all my West Kansas people, come check me out at that. 
down the road for Mid States Wrestling. Uh, I will be at their 20 year anniversary show in June. And then I think the last week in June, the 25th, we're going to be back in Springfield, Missouri. And it is going to be Luke Langley versus Colton Theron Bot. Two. Our first match was the Mid States Wrestling match of the year. Went to a time limit draw. They gave us five more minutes and we went to another draw. Got two standing ovations. Everyone's telling me they're really psyched for it. So I'll be training my ass off, ready to deliver something to top it. Well, I can't wait to see that. I know you were talking about Duke Cornell. That's actually uh, who you faced the night that I saw you. And man, like yes, I said, you'll put on. Show. Yes, y'all put on one great match that night. So you've had a few run-ins with him then. Yeah, he's uh he's kind of lurking in the shadows. He's thrown his uh thrown his lot in with this uh, Wesley Crane cat over there wrestling for a cause, and they've decided to uh you know pick a fight with me. But that's part of being the champ. You got the target on your back, so uh, I'll be ready to meet him head on in the next show. There you go. And if uh, people want to follow you, how could they do that? Sure. So you can find me on Facebook. Just search Luke Langley. Add me on there. Uh, Twitter, Luke Langley MD, and Instagram is Luke Langley MD as well. All right, for Doctor Luke Langley. <laughs> exactly. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think at Luke Langley was taken when I searched for it, and I don't know. I, I know that like I think Cole Cabana was like Doctor Cole Cabana on Twitter, so that was <laughs> something like that. So. But yeah, it's Luke Langley, MD. Uh, okay. At some point, I, ha- I have been announced as with Doctor as a nickname before. I honestly don't even know the genesis of like how that caught on. I think I said it as like a joke in a promo, and uh, Chris Burnham, there at Oakland fan, will still like throw it in on commentary occasionally for me. It was great when I, you know, got to work for WWE and got to be on screen as a paramedic uh, a couple oh. of years ago. Uh, that that worked out nicely. <laughs> well, I, I did notice you had, I didn't write them all down here, but uh, you do have quite a few uh, names that you could buy. You got the Smoking Ace, the, uh, I've seen the 24 Karat Death Machine, uh, the One Eyed Wolf, the Saint of Killers, and the S Ranked Operator. There was a few that I saw on there. Hey, man, you can never have too many nicknames, you know. Uh, if, if 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 we've learned anything from you know the rock and uh, all the all, all the grades you know the more the more uh the more you can layer on to yourself for the big match intro the better you know that's right all right man well hey it's been great having you on i am very thankful that you did come on here uh it means a lot man yeah absolutely man thanks for the time all right thank you all right folks Hopefully you enjoyed that um, interview with uh, the smoking ace, Luke Langley. Afterwards, we talked for a little bit more, and I do plan on having him back on the show in the future. I have a few other wrestlers lined up. We're just trying to set a date for when I'm going to have them on. Uh, I've got all kinds of people who are wanting to come and talk on my show got a guy from England uh, that I talked to the other day who wants to come on here. He's a content creator kind of like me. Um, I kind of networked with a group of dads that are kind of all around the world that are also doing podcasts. So hopefully I'll be able to get some of those guys on here here pretty soon as well. I will be bringing you more content, different types of content. Uh, You will hear more about wrestling. You will hear me talk about other subjects as well 
uh, in the near future. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if there's something else that you want to hear. I'm open to ideas. I'm open to suggestions. Um, I have an email address that you can send me any of your comments, questions, concerns, loves, likes, hates to, and that is giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook. It's um, at if you give a data podcast. It's uh, also if you're just typing it in to facebook.com slash then it's um, I-Y-G-A-D-A-P or as I like to say I-G-A-D-A-P <laughs> um, you can follow me on there I also have an Instagram page which is give a data podcast just look me up hit me up I've got a TikTok account I haven't really put too much into that yet but I do look to do some more things on there in the future I've uh, started doing some uh, Snapchat stuff as well. So come follow me. Uh, I've got plenty of places that you can come and find me. I look forward to hearing from you guys and knowing what you want. Because without you guys, the show is nothing. And I appreciate all of your help. And I appreciate all of your support. And speaking of support, I actually have a, another podcast that I'm going to support right now. They sent me a little promo that they want me to play on my show, and in turn, they're doing the same for me, kind of sharing the love. So um, I'm going to play that right now. That way uh, you guys can maybe check out this show too. And it's called Oh No, Not Them. Hey, this is Eric. And this is Bill. And this is Jim. We are Oh No, Not Them. If you're into pop culture, music, pro wrestling, anything fun, and you want to listen to three old friends just talking off the cuff, completely unscripted, unplanned, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. Oh No, Not Them. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. All right, I'm going to wrap this show up. I enjoy doing this a lot. I enjoy to do this every week. Um, I look forward to it and I hope you guys look forward to it too. I plan to keep doing the show for a very long time. (laughs) Anyways, so, uh, this is the end of the show. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week and I can't wait to see you next week. Y'all have a great one. If you enjoyed our show, come back next week. You know you want to come back. Might get some laughs. Dad, can you get me a snack? You just ate a double cheeseburger.